sometimes marketers are the worst about falling into what I want to tell the customer versus thinking about what the customer wants to hear. Hello and welcome back to Up Next in Commerce, the show where we get to sit down with guests from established enterprise companies to DTC startups barely out of infancy to everyone in between. I'm your host, Stephanie Postles, CEO of Mission.org. And today, I get to dive deep into the world of content creators, affiliate marketers, and influencers. And why did I want to go deep in this world? Because by now, brands know that word of mouth is one of the most effective ways to acquire customers. But the question that always gets asked is how do you create the kind of chatter that you actually want? What do you need to do to find and leverage influencers, content creators, and affiliate marketing in a way that drives real results? Tyler Grooms, the Director of Engagement Marketing at Sweetwater, provides all the answers on this episode. Enjoy. What are business leaders thinking about when they aren't winning a business? Family, travel, the latest TV show? Yes, yes, and maybe. But how about quirky business opportunities or little discussed financial trends or maybe even plant medicine benefits and alternative wellness? Mission Daily is back, baby, and our flagship podcast is better than ever. Mission Daily is the podcast for the business builder, the thoughtful marketer, the team manager, the blue-collar worker looking for new ways to think about life, finances, and health. This is for the people who want to break the status quo and laugh a little or a lot along the way. Join me, Stephanie Postles, and my co-host, Albert Chow, as we address the subjects, thoughts, and trends that business leaders think about but don't often talk about. Tune into Mission Daily wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you on. So before we started recording, we were talking about what you all are up to in the affiliate world. Because I know you were doing very cool things and you think about it a bit differently. And I want to hear, you know, how you're approaching that world, because I've heard, you know, from all the different companies that come on here, we hear mixed things like influencers work, influencers don't work. It's only the micro ones that work. Oh, no, I had a big one and it worked. And like affiliate, it can work. Maybe not. So I like I want to hear I know you guys are doing it really well. I want to hear the behind the scenes of how you thought about setting this program up and maybe why it's different than how other companies are approaching it. Yeah, thank you for the question. This is uh, something that I love to talk about. It's very near and dear to my heart. So we only officially launched our affiliate program in late 2019. And we were in a testing pattern until, you know, mid 2020. And for us, the program evolved very naturally. We've Sweetwater has kind of become the destination for professional musicians for a long time. You know, we've been the go to place for professional musicians to purchase their gear. So for us, our network of sales engineers already had relationships with many people who were creating YouTube channels or starting to succeed on YouTube. And we were getting messages from our sales engineers. Hey, marketing, here's an opportunity. Here's someone who's doing a fantastic job talking about products on YouTube or maybe even teaching lessons and how can we support them? And so we thought, you know, the best way to really make something out of this and make it the greatest it can possibly be for our content creators would be to make a more formal program. So that's what we set out to do. And when we decided how we would build this and structure it to make it different, we said, you know, content creators are the next wave of professional musicians. 
These are musicians that are performing and making money on YouTube. How can we step into that and support that? So we created a program where they have trackable links that they can publish in their content, be it a YouTube video or, or an article in Guitar World, for example. And uh, they can receive a commission on any products that they help suggest to their fans. It's a win-win relationship because the content creators know that Sweetwater is the gold standard in terms of customer service. If you were going to send your fan anywhere to purchase a product, you'd send them here because you know they're in good hands. Mm -hmm. So we brought together a program that really uh, focuses on the content creator. I have a team of people, and every time that we work on a new project, we have a series of Zoom calls with the YouTube artist or with the uh, magazine. We look at what they're already doing that works on their channel, and we try to follow that recipe of success. We're not that brand that sends over three pages of PDF bullet points saying, you must say this, 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 this. It's more like, Hey, we carry every brand under the sun. What brand do you love? What product has caught your eye? What do you want to look at and talk to your fans about? And we're very hands-off in that way. And we allow the concept to be king. We think that when they choose the product that they want to talk about or the brand that they want to talk about, that that passion rings through. And we're finding that to be true in the success that we see from the program. And in that way, we're truly collaborating with the content creators in these spaces. And it feels less like a, uh, yeah, you're, you're paying to talk to my audience. It's more like, hey, how can we support you as you are creating these conversations in the digital space? Mm -hmm. One example of that is, let's say there's a guitar channel that does a lesson on a Nirvana song. Well, how can we... Uh, be part of that. We will talk to them about things like, what if we sent you the Kurt Cobain signature guitar that you use in the lesson? And if you like the guitar, tell your fans about how the guitar lends to what you're trying to do. Cool. That way it's a product integration, but it feels natural to their audience. Mm -hmm. And that's the important part. The rapport that the content creator has with their audience is the most important element. And we don't want to stand in the way of that at all. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what kind of results did you start seeing once you got this affiliate program working? Like what was the world like before at Sweetwater? And then what happened after you got this rolling? Well, you know, working with content creators of this caliber has really opened a lot of doors for cross collaboration. Mm -hmm. So as their stock rises in the world of YouTube, it also just makes sense to have them here on our campus to do different things. Okay. So we've invited some of the biggest content creators here to come check out our facilities. Mm -hmm. One of our recording studios or our giant music store that's on our campus or any of the other fun things that we have that you know a person can see and show their fans. And also we have just seen a lot of success with the model of working with a content creator. You know, the power of a third party recommendation of a product, especially in the way that we've structured it, where it's so objective and passionate and true, that rings through to the end user. And I think it's just the digital version of what I experienced when I was learning to play the guitar. When I first picked up a guitar, there was this cool older kid down the road. He had been playing for two years. He had all the cool stuff. He knew which guitar to buy, which pedals to buy, which amplifier to buy. 
And when you think about it, for someone that is looking for the next product they want to invest in, that content creator is the digital version of the cool older kid down the road. Like, Mm -hmm. what are they using? What is she using in her studio mix? I want to use the same thing. And so we're really just leaning into that in, in a natural but more modern way. Got it. So when thinking about these content creators that you're working with, were there any maybe surprises or lessons where you're like, oh, we thought they would want this and they actually didn't? Or or maybe something where you watch other brands trying to play this game and trying to set up an affiliate program or trying to work with these content creators, but just kind of missing the mark. Like, I want to kind of hear how other companies should be approaching this if they're not in the music industry. The best advice that I could offer there is that sometimes marketers are the worst about falling into what I want to tell the customer versus thinking about what the customer wants to hear. You know, the customer has followed this influencer or content creator for a reason. There's something that they see that makes them connected to that individual. The worst thing a marketer could do is go in and try to turn that upside down or to try to turn the individual into something they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that any disingenuous feelings there or lack of passion is readily apparent to the end user and could actually do a brand more of a disservice. So I think that any company that wishes to enter into the affiliate space and work with a third-party recommender or content creator, I think that they have to have a conversation with themselves as a brand first and think about you know, the whole philosophical concept of who owns the company narrative at this point? You know, you can try very hard to control what is said, or you can pick the best possible people to represent your brand with the best possible fan base, and you can just let them do what they do best. Yeah. That can be a hard pill for some companies to swallow. Maybe every company isn't ready for that, but letting go and letting them do what they do is the recipe for success. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually heard that a few times from guests on the show. We had the CEO of Ridge Wallet come on and he said the same thing. He just would send out his wallets to people he thought they would like that would enjoy them on YouTube. And if they talked about it, great. And if not, he like he didn't even track it. He was just like, I know it'll work yeah. and I know it's working. I don't know exactly who it's working from, but like we don't track it or tell them what to do or even like force them to say anything, <laughs> which is, you know, in a way I'm like, I'm hearing that, you know, same kind of idea from you as well around like, let them be who they are and um, it'll work out in the end. That's right. Yeah. If you've done your homework, it, it should work out in the end. Yeah. So tell me about the homework around these content creators. Like my first question, and I've asked this a bunch on the show, but I actually don't think I've gotten a really good answer. Like, how do you find good content creators? How do you figure out, do they have an engaged audience? Is this someone I want to work with? And not thinking about like a really big one. Of course, it's easy to say, oh, this person has like, a million followers, they're big. Like to me, that's kind of easy. But how do you find the people that are going to, you know, blow up, like you mentioned, where that like you're starting with them from the beginning? What kind of metrics are you looking at? Like what kind of engagement from maybe the comment section? Like what do you guys actually look at when trying to find um, yeah, good influencers to work with? Great question. So we are all fans of the online music community. So the easiest place that we find them is from our news feeds. I'm already engaged with so many of the content creators that we work with and have been far before I took this position. So for me, I see them start to pop up and rise through the ranks. And now this video is getting shared via YouTube or this article is starting to make its way through news aggregates. 
And so they kind of hit my radar naturally and my team's radar. We're all followers of this type of content. Mm -hmm. But also Sweetwater has a leg up because of all the sales engineers and their relationships with customers. So as those customers make channels and those channels become more successful, they find their way to me. And then also the community is a tight-knit community. And I think that when you approach the online music community the way we have, that's so content creator focused, we get a lot of word of mouth. A lot of people are like, hey, Sweetwater's doing this and they're doing this differently and they really see and value what we bring to the table and who we are and you got to go work with them. Mm -hmm. So we're aggregating followers through all those different ways. Now, when it comes to quantifying their performance or, or, or quantifying our decision making, we have a number of tools there as well. Uh, certainly from the onset, we'll look at things like follower count and views over a 30-day period. But uh, I think we all know that not, follower count isn't everything. Subscriber count isn't yeah. everything. We will take subscribers as low as 5,000 on, on, a, on a new channel, a micro-influencer, so to speak. We love getting in on the ground floor with, uh, with a new channel or with a new publication. As long as the spirit's there and the passion's there and the quality's there, that's really what matters, you know? Yeah. And it's real easy to understand at a glance if, an, if a newly established channel is hitting those marks. Then once they're in the program, we can look at their performance with links, uh, affiliate links and sponsored content, and we can better understand what kind of camp they are they in. Mm -hmm. Are they really good at selling product? Are they good at getting a lot of views? Are they good at both? But I think all that's secondary to, is it important? Is it important to the space? And if the answer to that question is yes, then it's important to us. Yeah. So if they had these affiliate links, what is a good conversion? I mean, like, what do you expect to see per follower count or something where it's like, if you have 5,000 followers, I want to see at least this many, maybe people hopefully clicking on the link and then maybe this many people actually buying. And when does that start to go, you know, in a, in a way where you're like, eh, actually, even though everyone's clicking the link, because maybe you told them to, they didn't end up buying because maybe they didn't actually know where they were headed or like, how do you guys audit that? Because I'm thinking about, you know, brands starting to try to implement this and then numbers coming through and being like, actually, like, I hear this all the time. I don't know if this is good or not. Like, I don't know what this conversion and funnel should look like. Sure. So how do you guys view it from your side? Yeah. So we offer very competitive rates as far as commission rates go. And we'll also work with uh, especially more established channels with sponsored content, which can sometimes have an additional fee or maybe there's an exchange for gear. But for us... We kind of have some logic centered around their performance in the program, and we've, uh, we've looked heavily at those economics to make sure that they make sense across the board. I think the real sticking point and something that other brands should take heed of is, uh, hey, did your affiliate link drive the sale, or was it your Google ad, or was it your Facebook ad, or was it all three? Mm -hmm. Because that's a thing that happens too, and when it's all three, I think brands would be remiss to not think about how that uh, rev share is split between the three different advertising concepts. Mm -hmm. That is really where the heart of the work is. When your economics are set correctly, then you can scale up the program with as many content creators as you wish, and it will make sense whether it's a handful or just a large volume of them. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you're saying just making sure you have good tracking on where the actual sales originating from and uh, having the proper links and setup is how you guys go about that. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
cool. So a lot of the theme that I keep hearing around like, okay, how do you do this, Tyler? How do you do that? It seems like it all comes back to hiring though, like hiring the right team to be able to spot the influencers. How do you instill that either in your team or how does Sweetwater instill that into the company culture? Well, we have a saying around here that we only hire unicorns. Our HR team is fantastic at bringing us top talent. Uh, So we put out a job description and we ask for the moon. And then our HR team does a really good job bringing us the type of talent that would work in this role. And then we're very selective in our process. However, we also hire aggressively. We're hiring more and more people every day, especially in our sales engineer role. And I invite everyone to check out our careers page at Sweetwater and see if there's a role for you. That's how I ended up here. And that could certainly be someone else's fairy tale story starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. We're looking for the kind of people that are passionate about this. Is this the world that they live in? You know, authenticity is so important to the content creator. It's so important to the artist. It's so important to the customer. Mm-hmm. The, the, and this is across all marketing. People just want to see themselves reflected in the thing that they're viewing. Hey, does this big entity understand who I am, the kind of life that I lead? Well, here at Sweetwater, we do. In the lane that we're in, uh, this is what we perfect. This is what we work on. And these are the types of people that we hire. So I wanted to hear about your past life when you were getting trucks lifted and oh. your previous role, because it intrigued me looking at working in the space of, I think it was trucks and lift kits and just yeah. a, a very different world than music and audio equipment <laughs> working on that e-commerce experience. <laughs> well, uh, you know, trucks and Jeeps, uh, they weren't my first love, but I grew to love them uh, in such a huge way. Yes, I was the assistant director of marketing at Rough Country Suspension Systems in West Tennessee. I was with the company for about a decade. And one of the main things that I did was I helped the company transition from print advertising into digital advertising. Mm -hmm. It was uh, very common at the time to spend all of your ad budget in print magazines and special phone numbers to try to track conversion data. And so uh, helped move into more of the digital sphere, especially user-generated content uh, and and working with different groups uh, mm-hmm. in Facebook in the early days of Instagram uh, to try to highlight what customers were doing uh, with those yeah. vehicles, which was awesome. Yeah. So we made lift kits that jacked the trucks up. Uh-huh. It was all high action, off-road, uh, you know, some of the most fun photo shoots you could imagine. Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean, the real question is, are any of your current vehicles lifted? Oh, yes, I have. They are? I have a giant lifted truck. Uh, So I I may have moved from the south up north, but uh, but it it stays with me. And uh, yeah, I can proudly say that it won't fit in the garage. And I did not account for that with Indiana (laughs) winners. And uh, (laughs) short term thinking, Tyler, come on. (laughs) Oh, that's epic. Okay, so what drew you to um, Sweetwater? You're the director of engagement marketing there. Like, why did you want to go into, you know, music and audio equipment? Great question. I have been a lifelong fan and customer of Sweetwater. I've been playing guitar since I was 11 or 12 years old and found Sweetwater early on. It's funny you should ask that question. I remember my wife and I, we'd had a child and like most new parents do, I think we were looking at ourselves thinking, okay, so what do we want out of this world? My wife asked me, if you could work anywhere you would want to work, where would it be? I only had one answer to that question. 
and it's Sweetwater. I wow. I had actually been using some of Sweetwater's YouTube videos and content strategies to create proposals for how we would do things at Rough Country. Oh, that's great. I got in the algorithm. And one day I was served a video right around the time my wife and I had this conversation that said why you should consider working at Sweetwater. And everything I looked into, I started to see more and more that Sweetwater's reputation for customer service and the just sort of obsession and bending over backwards that they do to make customers so happy also applied to their employees. Mm -hmm. I started to look at, we have a doctor's office here upstairs. We have a full salon, a gym. Wow. There are so many, a pavilion where we do concerts out back. And Wow. You're about to have so many people applying for jobs at Sweetwater after this. I mean, like Tyler said. (laughs) (laughs) We've got it all. Uh, And I'm proud to say that now that I've been here uh, almost two years, that, uh, yeah, Sweetwater treats the employees just as well as they treat the customers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I love it. uh, It's been a great area. Fort Wayne is amazing. The company is amazing. And they've really helped us acclimate and find like neighborhoods and people and Mm -hmm. and things we can connect with. So it's been a a fairy tale come true. There's a stereotype of the average American worker whose life goes something like this. Go to work, come home, consume some kind of entertainment, go to sleep, lather, rinse, repeat. If you're listening to this ad, then I know that that life does not resonate with you. For the truly disruptive business leader, work doesn't stay at the office, and unwinding doesn't mean watching TV at night every single night. This is why we've created Mission Daily a podcast that discusses the trends, habits, and ideas that thoughtful business people are contemplating every day. From quirky business opportunities to interesting investment ideas to the latest research in health and exercise and alternative medicine, and maybe even plant medicine. Who knows where we're going to go, but Mission Daily covers it all. We're releasing new episodes every weekday. So join me, Stephanie Postles, and my co-host, Albert Chow, as we discuss the subjects, thoughts, and trends that business leaders think about but don't talk about publicly, that is. Break the status quo. Tune into Mission Daily wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. Okay, so what does your day-to-day look like there? I mean, what does your role entail? So I manage the affiliate marketing team as well as the content marketing team, social media marketing team, and our house of worship team. Mm -hmm. So anywhere we talk to an audience, basically, is what I'm involved in. And uh, for me, that is a whole lot of hey, here's an opportunity. Let's hop on it. Here's a, here's a new product that's going to be the center of the conversation. How do we have that conversation? How do we go to where conversations are happening in the digital realm about music? How do we create conversations in those spaces? We work with so many studios, but also churches and you know event centers. How do we talk to that customer as well as the person who's just looking at buying a guitar for the first time? And so that those are the puzzle pieces that I'm fortunate enough to get to work on putting together every oh, Awesome. So what does the shift look like over the past couple of years? I think I saw that Sweetwater was having crazy online sales. I mean, they were doing better than they ever have. I think it was hitting like a billion in sales for the first time, maybe in the past year or two. I saw these stats and just was thinking, wow, that's a lot of change that's probably taken place over the past three years, shifting in such a big way to online and talking to the customer in a different way. So what does that adjustment look like over the yeah one to three years? You know, uh, we have been fortunate to be in a position where we could provide an opportunity to make their musical dreams come true. 
right before the pandemic, uh, we had just completed construction of a new 250,000 square foot warehouse. We filled that warehouse up with product uh, as we got into the pandemic. And that allowed us to serve more and more people who literally did not have an option to go visit a physical retailer in their area. So we felt very fortunate that we were able to keep momentum moving in that vein. And when we had so many people at home that were wanting to learn or uh, pick up and refresh on an instrument or take it to that next level or even explore a new instrument, that we were able to provide that opportunity for them. And still to this day, I think we're seeing the shift in the way people want to buy products online. You know, a lot of the answer to that question is that Sweetwater is so forward focused. We're always trying to improve what we're doing. How can we be better? We operate on a Kaizen model, which is a model of a business model of constant improvement. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that question so many times is we had already taken the first or second footstep to being where we needed to be to serve our customers when the paradigm shift happened. For example, if you're buying a guitar online, the number one thing that might come to your mind is, oh, I can't hold the actual guitar that I'm going to buy. And uh, that might be a sticking point for a lot of people. We recognized that years ago. And so we created a program called Guitar Gallery, where we take every single guitar over $2.99 out of the box. We do a 55-point inspection. Someone literally touches it, plugs it in, plays it, makes sure that it's right. Look for any scuffs or bumps. And we make sure that the guitars that we send out are the exact guitar that you'll see. So we'll take a picture of every serial number. If we buy a thousand Fender Stratocasters tomorrow, we're going to take all 1,000 out of the box and wow. really look at it and check it out. There's over 100 people that make that process possible. As you can imagine, that's an incredible expense uh, yeah. that, that other companies probably just wouldn't endure. But it means that when you're shopping on our website and you're looking at an acoustic guitar and you see the wood grain pattern, that's the guitar that's going to show up on your door. And it instills that buyer confidence mm -hmm. in someone who's uh, browsing an instrument online. So yep. we're there in, in so many ways. So how do you know that the return will make up for the cost? Because I'm thinking about, you know, what was the point that you heard from customers? Like, we really want to make sure you guys have looked at these guitars or whatever the item might be and you inspected it. Like, what was the tipping point where you're like, oh, it is worth the cost? Or, you know, now that people are so comfortable and we never find a problem with them, when we find like one out of a thousand have something like minor on them. Like, sure. when do you maybe switch that mindset and change it for how you're doing it now? Or how did you even think about deciding to do that to begin with? Great question. And wow, with, you know, worth the cost, I wonder if that actually entered our mind before we started doing it. I think mm -hmm. our mindset, Sweetwater is a very relationship focused company. And our number one goal is to just create more musicians. I think our mindset was that the musician customer base is worth the cost regardless. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's worth it to us to provide that experience for them. You know, if I am buying a brand new instrument and I'm so excited about it, especially if I've just spent like a thousand or two thousand dollars on something really nice, mm -hmm. boy, that would be awful if it came in and it wasn't a hundred percent right for whatever reason. You know, for us, instituting a checkpoint like that to ensure that the customer had the instrument in perfect working order when it arrives at their door, 
that's just the cost of doing good business in our opinion. Got it. Okay. So what are some other maybe different strategies you've taken over the past couple of years that, you know, other commerce companies would look at and be like, ah, I mean, it's kind of like what I just, you know, mentioned of like, how do you know if that like, you know, it's actually going to pay off? Like, are there any other things that you all are doing at Sweetwater that maybe other brands would look at and be like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Or maybe it's a little bit contrarian. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. You know, I think part of the confidence with Guitar Gallery or any other, you know, tentpole type program that we put together to serve our customers comes from the confidence we gained with our network of sales engineers. So Sweetwater has over 600 sales engineers. You might think, yeah, I call a company and I talk to someone on the phone and they take my order. With us, it's very different. So our sales engineers have an interpersonal connection. They're actually dedicated to the customer. So I have the same sales engineer every time that I call in. As a customer, prior to working here, I always spoke to the same person. They knew me. They knew the band I was in. They knew the next project I was going to record. They knew the gear that I loved, the things that I was looking out for. And we have those relationships over and over every single day. As you can imagine, they go through intense training. Our sales engineers have 13 weeks of Sweetwater University, college-level classes. The expense required to bring in a new sales engineer, train them, put them on the phone finally after 13 weeks of intense training. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much that goes into that from an operational cost, but it pays off in the long run. And it pays off in the smiles and satisfaction from our customers. And this is the foundation of what we call the Sweetwater difference, our obsession to customer service. That is a huge point of who we are as a brand. And so for us, again, That's just the cost of doing business to provide the best product to our customers. We do other things like free two-year warranty on electronic items. You don't have to purchase them. That warranty comes from us and a number of other programs at different category levels. For example, certified fit. If you've ever wondered, does this case fit this guitar? Well, we had a human put that guitar in that case. We know it fits and we'll ship it to you inside the case if you want. That's just the kind of thing we do every day here. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it does kind of bring back memories for me of working with different sales agents, even if it's online. And when they come with a level of confidence, like I'm thinking about when I was buying these little internet things that helped, you know, expand the internet around the house. And the salesperson was like, no, you don't need that one. That's too expensive. You just need this for your house. And was so confident and was so well-trained where I was like, oh, okay, instant. Yeah, I'll buy that then. And so it's a good reminder around like how bringing those, you know, sales engineers to a certain level and having that confidence and really understanding what they're selling will pay off in dividends, even though it's a pretty big upfront investment in them. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So what project are you most excited about over the next like year or two? Like, what are you working on where maybe it feels even a little bit scary or like, I don't know if this is going to pay off or I don't know if, you know, we're taking this big bet right now, but who knows what will happen, but I'm still excited. Well, right now we are pushing into affiliate opportunities in Snapchat and TikTok. Okay. We want to court a younger audience. It's important to us that we find that next generation of musicians. But also we want to understand how can a content creator monetize TikTok? Are there opportunities there? It's important to us that while the demographic is younger, we don't want to pigeonhole that demographic and say they only want to buy beginner instruments. 
So what kind of products do people on TikTok want to talk about? What kind of products do people on TikTok want to buy? And how, in 60 seconds or less, can I do a good job conveying a product or a value proposition that Sweetwater has? Mm-hmm. That's a challenge, but it's an important challenge because I think when we look at the future, we realize that that is the future of affiliate and third-party content. It will exist in these spaces. And perhaps the next one, I'll only get 15 seconds to make my pitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, so looking forward at how do we do a good job within the confines of uh, what the younger generation is using? And so we're exploring, we're exploring that space right now. Okay. Is there any interesting findings while you're dipping your toes in where you're like, oh, we need to shift our marketing to be more like this if we're trying to talk to the younger generation or any early insights? Yes. The pace. The pace is incredible. And the way that content creators do everything themselves, it's hard to be an organization with a large marketing presence, so many people that work on things and not be in awe of what a single individual can do at home in their studio you know, in 60 seconds, it really is impressive. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot for us to learn about the pace that, uh, that, these, that these social sites seem to produce. And there's a lot to learn there in terms of how does our audience want to consume this content? Again, going back to what do they want to hear and at what pace do they want to hear it? It seems like the answer is a resounding, yes, this format works for us. So it's up to us to learn and to lean into it. Yeah. Okay. So talking about things that are moving quick and, you know, has a lot of interest, how Sweetwater thinking about things like, you know, virtual worlds. And I mean, you've seen concerts happening in the metaverse and how are you guys thinking about playing in that world? Yeah. So I feel like there will be a Sweetwater store that you can visit someday virtually. I mean, it just makes sense, right? That we offer all these ways to see the product. Yeah before it's actually at your doorstep in a digital world. So how do we lean into that? I think similarly, uh, you know, QR codes and and, uh, augmented reality will be a large part of the way that we interface with digital retailers. Mm -hmm. And so for us, there's, there's definitely... Uh, there's definitely some type of future there where uh, I would love nothing more than for every person in the country to come visit our facilities. And if the metaverse is the way that we get to invite everyone onto our campus, then that's the way that we'll meet all of you. Yeah. Well, I want to come on the campus. I want to see it now. I mean, specifically, I just want to check out that doctor's office. You really sold it to me. (laughs) Come on, Dr. Todd. We'll see you now. Come on, Dr. Todd. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on here today. It's been a pleasure hearing about what you're up to at Sweetwater. Where can people find out more about you and the work you're doing? Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you can uh, contact me on LinkedIn if you want to uh, talk to me or uh, feel free to email me, Tyler underscore grooms at sweetwater.com. If you've got a channel and you're passionate about talking about musical instruments online, let me know. We'd love to talk to you. Amazing. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Stephanie. listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.
Thank you for checking out another epic hour of business insights and inspiration on the Up Next in Commerce podcast. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in partnering with us to bring your brand to a growing audience of e-commerce experts, reach out to me at stephanie at mission.org to get the conversation started.